Legacy Defenders. It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McCoo, an American podcast for McFly. In this podcast, we discuss McFly's music single by single and album by album. Today's episode, we're focusing on One for the Radio, the first single from Radioactive. So One for the Radio was released on July 9th, 2008. Radioactive was released July 20th, 2008 as a giveaway with Mail on Sunday. And I actually had to research what Mail on Sunday was because I literally thought it was like in their mailboxes on Sunday over in the UK. It's not. Mail on Sunday is a British conservative newspaper published in a tabloid format. I do like the idea of McFly just putting their radioactive (laughs) album in everyone's mailbox like in the middle of the night like Santa Claus. I legit like was like, how did they do that? Like back in 2008 when they did it, I was like, how did they do that? Like that's really impressive. And they just ran around London like, <laughs> Enjoy to the world. Here you go. (laughs) This record, one for the radio, was their first record released under their record label, Super Records. One for the radio was also the first single since Five Colors to be an A-listed at BBC Radio 1. An A-listed at BBC Radio 1, if you don't know, means that they play the song 25 times or more during the week. It debuted and peaked at number two in the UK singles chart. It received a platinum certification for sales over 100,000 downloads in Brazil. Their video was shot in Toronto, Canada, and it was directed by Sum 41's drummer, Steve Jacques. I don't know how to pronounce the drummer's name, so forgive me. (laughs) Sum 41 fans were so sorry. Yeah, if you listen. But I thought that was interesting because I didn't know that Sum 41's drummer did it. I actually only know know one song from Sum 41. That's one song more than I know. I was about to ask you, I was like, do you know any? (laughs) Obviously not. I'm going to double check before I say this on. Yeah. So they have a song. Oh, I know two songs by Sum 41. Just Google it. So they have a song called Fat Lip and In Too Deep. You know In Too Deep. I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep all the I do know that song. Yeah. So that's Sum 41. Woo woo. Their drummer directed this video. Welcome. Welcome. I also looked up about Super Records because I was like, wow, I haven't heard about Super Records since 2008 when right. they broke up from Universal, right? So I like did a little digging and I was like, what's Super Records up to nowadays, y'all? And actually, this might be like old news to some people. They released one for the radio and then their album, Radioactive, you know, 10 track, whatever album. And then the deluxe version, which has the bonus dvd and four extra songs and that booklet everyone was goo gaga over i was goo gaga over it but then that's all they did with mcfly uh because then in 2010 they announced they re-signed with universal as part of a 50 50 partnership deal between universal and super records fun facts there's artists that are signed to the super record label is mcfly from 2008 to present mcbusted 2013 to 2015 okay. So was Matt Willis, 2013 to 2015. And James Bourne, 2013 to present. James Bourne is still signed with Super Records? Yep. But he's not releasing albums with Super Records, right? He's releasing albums with someone else. Somewhere else. Something else. According to Wikipedia, he's still signed to Super Records. Well, like, Super Records and Universal are a 50-50 thing. Right. I wonder if he's releasing them. He's releasing them with somebody. But I want to know... If Matt signed with them in 2013, where his second album is, Matthew. I wonder if he just signed with them in 2013 because McBusted signed it with them. Right. He's like, don't worry, pals, I got this. But I've been waiting for this album that will never come because he doesn't record solo stuff. He stopped being represented by them in 2015. So you're going to have to keep waiting, baby. It's okay. I'll wait forever for your Matt release. 
<laughs> what do you think about all these fast facts? There was a lot of fast facts this week. There is a lot of them. I think it deserves all of that platinum in Brazil. Also, I'm okay. I'm weirdly excited and I can't quite explain why because I've never been to Toronto. I'm like, oh my God, it's so close, right? Like there's just something yeah. about like, because like the last music video that we did, The Heart Never Lies was filmed in Bath, yeah. right? And so- and I've actually even been to Bath, and I have not been to Toronto, but for some reason, knowing that it was filmed in Toronto, like, feels really exciting to me, because I guess it's because it's North America, right? It's not even our yeah. country, and I've never been there, but Like, we, we really joke that there's, like, a black hole over America when it comes to McFly stuff, so that means they can, like, come under the radar and just be four dudes chilling out in Toronto, right. shooting a music video. Ugh. Also recording a CD in Texas, right. which is where they record the Lost Songs. I think about that all the time. I'm like, wow, you like, guys were in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have been in Texas. No, that would make us stalkers. When was that recording done? The Lost Songs were, I don't know when they were in Texas, but like the Lost Songs were sort of recorded throughout time, right? Throughout time. Through time and space. <laughs> through time and space. In the TARDIS. <laughs> Just saying, if they ever want to film a music video in Columbia, Missouri. It looks like sometime in 2013 because Tom released something on his YouTube called mcfly in texas howdy on june 25th 2013 howdy <laughs> God. no it's at that time but like the only reason i was asking is because we drove through texas like four years after that and i was like what we if we did. were there at the same time but we weren't it's fine. we weren't it's fine but if they ever wanted to film a music video in you know cincinnati ohio they could they could do that nobody would know who they are except for like yeah. me you and probably shanta she moved to pennsylvania <gasps> so just me and you <laughs> <laughs> Mainly just me, because you're all the way over there. Uh, as if I wouldn't drive through the night. You'd be like, oh my god, you'd text me at like 11pm and be like, McFly's filming a music video at like 6am tomorrow. I'll be like, I'll be there. And you'll be like, wait, what? And I'll like already be in the car somehow. I'll just be like, <laughs> Text your roommate, be like, uh, I'm leaving in two seconds. Like, right, like, you know what to do. When you wake up, I'll be gone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I've not been kidnapped. I can see that happening. Same thing if, like, they were in St. Louis, Missouri, for whatever reason. I'd be like, okay, right. job. I'll see. I'll use my sick time. I'm actually dying. <laughs> like, see right. you later. <laughs> I will die if I do not go to St. Louis for the cure. Bye. <laughs> are we stalkers or are we just enthusiastic? I want to say we are enthusiastic just because I feel like stalking would be the line of knowing their whereabouts the entire time when they're in that city. Right. It reminds me a lot of when Josh Hutterson came to yeah. Hamilton and me and Kathleen like drove around Hamilton trying to spot him. Like that's enthusiastic to me. Now, my friend Ashley knew of the where his whereabouts because she actually got like an extras timesheets and stuff like where they're right. shooting or whatever. I'm like, that's stalkerish. That's how I determine it in my mind. Right. Yeah, to me, I think it's stalkery if it is like if it in, if it invades privacy, mm -hmm. right? You know, so like I don't think it's weird to be like, oh, like if we knew in two thousand and eight that they were filming in Toronto, Canada, we even though we were only fifteen, probably would have tried to find a way to go to Toronto, Canada. Yeah, and I don't think that that makes it weird if they're like, oh, they're filming a music video, right? Like, because like sometimes they do sort of let people like not on set, but like. Right. Like they Watch. like greet people right on yeah. their way in and out of the set. And so like that's not that different really than queuing for a concert or like queuing for the back door of a concert afterwards in the hopes that you can like say hi. Yeah. So like that doesn't feel stalkery. That just feels really enthusiastic. 
right? Whereas like stalking is like, hey, I heard that you come here every day to get your coffee with your child. And so I'm <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's like, an, like to me, when you're stalking, it's like an invasion of privacy. But yeah. driving to Cincinnati, Ohio, if they were filming a music video in Cincinnati, Ohio, is not invading their privacy. Driving to Disney World, if I knew that Tom was on vacation in Disney World, is an invasion of privacy. Yeah, because that's like, what? I said, would I still do it? <laughs> it's a public place. <laughs> I mean, it's a public no, place. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, w- I definitely wouldn't do it. Just because, like, there's a <laughs> different... Like, family. <laughs> right. Like, he's with his family and, like, he's not working. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. There's also another thing. Like, he's on vacation. I feel like it's right. different if you're on vacation at the same time and you, right. like... If it's truly an accident. If it's truly an accident, like, that's one thing. But if you're right. specifically, like, they're going to be at Cinderella's castle tonight. We're going. And, right. like, how did you find that out? But, like broke into his email like don't worry right. about it like <laughs> you should probably just go to jail <laughs> i i feel we are enthusiastic we are not stalking right. if we because do. we respect privacy yes but we would cue on set of a music video if they were allowing fans to do that oh yeah for sure and like if, when it becomes disruptive is kind of when i'm just kind of like right. Ooh, it's like cringy Right. But if, like, you know, we're respectfully looking, as the kids say nowadays. <laughs> we're respectfully looking. I, okay, well, I'm here to say that I am respectfully looking this whole music video, you guys. No, we're not talking about the music video yet. We're talking so about sorry. the song first. <laughs> what do you think of the song? You just cut that and I'll, and I'll bring respectfully looking back later. <laughs> so what do you think of this song? I love this song. I yeah. love it. It's such a vibe. It's one of my never skips. Same. Right? Like, it's, it's so good sometimes to just, like, blast it at full volume and just, like, scream at the top of my lungs. And I think I love it especially because it's the band's, like, collective middle finger, right? Where they get, right. where they're, like, getting a lot of shit for, for not being good, a good band or whatever. But then this song is, like, F you, right? And I, and I just, like, and it's got that same, like, I was thinking about it today and you'll know this. I don't know if, if our listenership will know this, uh, right? But Toby Keith's How Do You Like Me Now song yeah, gives me the same kind of, like, energy where, you know, and so I, I like that this one's, like, called One for the Radio, right? And then if they're playing it on the radio 25 times a week, right? They weren't kidding, right? This is for the radio. Yeah, and I right. just, I really sort of, I'm just here for that kind of energy where they're, like, mic drop. We got this. We rule. I love it. I also really like songs that bands are always like, you know, F off. But I wanted to use a different word than F off, but I can't find. I was going to say sawed off, but it doesn't have the real, the same vibe as, you know, F it off doesn't. does. Right. But- I was trying to look up a word, but I can't. I, I'm right. under pressure. Um- we, we censor ourselves <laughs> on this podcast, so we're trying to be like, <laughs> F you, like we're 12. <laughs> Taking it all the way back to 2008. We're like, that's effing cool. Freaking. <laughs> Freaking. Freak you is something we never said, luckily. We did say freaking. Like, I can't believe this is freaking happening. We would say yeah. that. But yeah. we would never say freak you. That always, like, was kind of weird to me. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Thank you. No, thank you. We would you. say friggin' too. Right? Oh, yeah. G-G. Friggin'. Like, that's friggin' stupid. <laughs> We're but I don't so think we bad. still ever said frig you. <laughs> no, no, we never, we never did that. Right. <laughs> but I really like the song too. It's a good song. I like how the singular yell where Tom's like, here's another song for the radio. And then like the music starts. It's like, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. yeah. It gets me going. I'm like, ugh. You know, like when you start talking about songs that make you want to like rip out your hair and like tear your body in half and stuff. Yeah. That's how I feel when I listen to this song. I'm just like, yeah. Like it makes me want to like throw something really heavy. I'm just like, <laughs> just, just like chuck it across, across the room. Yeah. It's, it definitely has that vibe. It's kind of, it's a great, I feel like it's a great kickoff to the fourth album where they're like starting a record label by themselves. And right. they're like, and the reason they split from the record label in the first place was creative difference. They also were really embarrassed about those greatest hits. Probably. They were like, no, this is stupid. And they were like, actually, we're breaking up with you over this because it's ridiculous that we have a greatest hits after only three albums. Bye. Right. And so, like, I think this is a great kickoff song to their fourth album that's by themselves. It's definitely the message is definitely like we're not just some pumpy, pumpy, what? We're not just some poppy band that, like, you know, is placed in a machine and like shits out songs. Like that's not what we do. This is this right. is what we do. We rock on top of rooftops. For real, write that down. We rock on top of rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I do. I'm with you. I also was reading in my own research today because we're like, yeah, it's an fu song. It's a freak you song. Freak you. Uh, freak you. <laughs> is that like I had I read that Tom had said when the when the song came out that like they're like it's not. It's not a negative song, right? Like, Tom's like, it's actually quite positive, right? Like, it's, it's about uniting the people that do like McFly and, like, saying to anyone else who doesn't, just being like, who cares? Like, we're happy and we're proud of who we are. And so right. Tom thinks about this as, like, a really positive song, not, like, a negative song. And I, that really tracks with how I've always viewed it, too. Like, yeah. even though it does sort of have that, like, how do you like me now? Mm, like, middle finger energy. It's not a negative song. It's not even, like, a hate song, right? It's just a right. song about, like, rallying together and, and yeah. being, like, we got this together. I would, I would say both things can be true. Because right. I think both things are true. Like, right. they're uniting their fans. Like, if you like McFly, like, it's okay. Like, we are cool mother effers. And, like, right. they are. Say it loud and proud. They also can say, like, you know, freak the haters, you know? <laughs> freak the haters! Because that nothing sounds cooler than that. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's a great song. It reminds me, like, that message that Tom says it is, like, a positive message. It reminds me a lot of... Alice's article in the eye. Do you remember when she like recorded? Yeah. She interviewed a bunch of McFly fans, and that's basically what I said in that interview. Like that's like the closing statement of that article. That's so like mm-hmm. I like what I like, and I'm gonna continue liking it whether somebody doesn't or not. Do- right. Like doesn't yeah. like it or not. And the one for the radio is for you, baby. Right? This is an. This anthem is my for- song. Right? We're like we're gonna write this song, and Stephanie, you know, twenty years later is gonna <laughs> write talk about it in an article. <laughs> It's my anthem, right? But it is. So far on this podcast, I think we have called Stargirl and The Heart Never Lies, like, anthem for McFly fans. Mm-hmm. And they are in the sense that, like, Stargirl is, like, literally where the fandom gets their name. Yeah. And, like, it's their most popular song, especially among fans. And then The Heart Never Lies is sort of like a love song to the band, to the fans, right? Right. So I, I understand it. And, like, this one I don't think has that reputation as far as the fandom goes, right? Like, they always close with The Heart Never Lies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, one for the radio might not always even be on the set list, right? But it, it also strikes me as an anthem for McFly fans, right? To be yeah. like, we don't care, right? Like, here's another song for the radio. So 
And I love that. I love that energy. Yeah. I like the line. Here's another song from the radio and here's another line from the heart, which I think like they like put a lot of heart into their songs. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's like from that. And I really like like I think those lines really like that. The entire chorus is in my mind rent free when I think about this song. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't pretend you hate us when you sing along because we all look the same in the dark. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, back in 2008, I was like, we all look the same in the dark. We do. (laughs) Like, I can't tell the difference between you guys, you know. And like, I like the they're like, don't pretend you hate us when you sing along. Yeah, that seems like an especially middle finger line. Like, (laughs) we heard you. (laughs) I really like the song. I think it's a bop. I think it's an anthem. I think uh, every time it comes onto my car, I turn it up and scream Mm -hmm. it. Me too. That's how I feel about this song. And it sounds like that's how you feel about it too. So how do we feel about this video? Should we start from the beginning, like the very beginning, before we get into obviously what we both want to talk about? Right. The very beginning. We have been waiting. We'll talk about the very beginning. We, We have been waiting to talk about this music video since we started this podcast, you guys. It's a great opening. Great opening with the with the Back to the Future illusion. It's perfect. Yeah, I would like to say YouTube sucks. I know! Because I literally remember when this video came out, like, it was high definition when it came out, y'all. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? 12 years ago. No, 13 years ago. I remember we were trying to figure out who the arm was, and the only reason we figured it out is because we could see Danny's freckles on his arm. I and can't I'm even a- see them anymore. You can't. And that's why I was kind of like, YouTube sucks. I was like, good thing I know that's Danny's arm now. Like, right. I've been so I was lost. so excited to, like, press play. So, like, we were so jazzed a few months ago because we both signed up for MTA and we were like, oh my God, these remastered music videos, like they did this mm-hmm. for us, like the like the, the the Lord is shining upon us. And now the music videos have disappeared from MTA. Don't know where they went. Don't know when they're coming back. So bummed. But I was so excited about watching when I was like, present, I was like, can't wait to see Danny's little freckles. And then they weren't there. And I was like, no. what's happening? It's just a pasty British man's arm. You're like, right. hey, which pasty Richard British man is this? <laughs> It could be anyone! Right, yeah, like, I'm so upset that the freckles have been erased, and I need those remastered images, please. Like, I don't even think they had, when, wait, MTA got rid of their music videos? Like, well, period? Did even try? Why did you go to, did, why were you on YouTube if you didn't try MTA first? Because I knew that these, I don't think these videos were on MTA to begin with. I can't find any of them. Like, when I search music videos on MTA... It says, there's a category and it says zero videos. And then when I click on the category, it's like, sorry, this page doesn't exist. <sighs> and that what? happened for one for the radio and the heart never lies. I also watched the heart never lies on YouTube. I watched the heart never lies on YouTube too. Yeah. So like back then I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I'll just try again later. But then I tried it again now and it didn't work. I'm pretty sure since the beginning of MTA, they didn't have these music videos on here. Cause I remember thinking, oh no, are we going to have to watch YouTube <laughs> to watch right. this <laughs> this album's videos they didn't have all of them but i thought maybe they had some of the big ones and i think of one for the radio is like one of the big ones but maybe right we'll never know now because they're all gone that is wild like why would they take those down that's so i know i'm gonna have to talk to them it's kind of rude right i did tweet at them earlier today so (laughs) (laughs) fellas get it together evil eyes get it together 
So, yeah, it was a very, I love the Back to the Future reference just because, like, you know, that's where the band got their name and that's, you know, where, not where it all started, but you know what I mean? Like, that's how it, like, the name started. I was surprised that this is, I think, our first ever Back to the Future illusion in McFly world, right? Like, no other music video has it. I'm like, I'm surprised it kind of took this long. And I wonder if part of the reason why it took this long is because now the boys are in charge themselves. Hmm. Right. But, like... They're obviously super fans, especially Tom of Back to the Future. And then there's like, that's where the band gets their name. And then like when they toured with Mick Busted, they even had like the whole like DeLorean thing going on. Right. Um, And I guess that also connects to year 3000. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, so there's a lot of like Back to the Future overlap in this fandom. But I think this is the first time that McFly's like, yeah, obviously we're named after that McFly in their art. Right. They've said it in interviews and stuff. Right. The first time it's acknowledged in their art. In their art. So I was kind of surprised by that, but I was glad to see it. I think it's very funny. I never get tired of watching Danny just like explode backwards. Yeah, yeah. And I love like the DVD bit where he's like, where, where he's so like, scared. He's like, uh, and then like they do it, and he like talks about his balls getting squished. Such yeah. classic, so classic right? McFly. <laughs> love, it. love it so much. But then after Danny gets pulled back. From an exploding amp, we pan to a delicious god himself. Oh, Tom my god. Fletcher had such a glow up. Oh, my God. He was like, I cut off 200 yeah. pounds of this record company, and now I am a fit bitch. Like, right. whoo, ladies and gentlemen, I know. this is Tom's glow up we have been waiting for. We have been waiting. I been waiting right i have been waiting i thought i was prepared for tom but i was not prepared for tom do you see <laughs> like, my notebook literally this is a paragraph about tom right and it goes to here and then i'm like Excuse okay there's me? other people in this band and i was like tom again <laughs> right yeah like i have such a clear memory of this video and like mostly when i say that i mean of tom in this video yes I, like, remember watching this video for the very first time. Was this when you were on the boat? I wasn't on the boat, but I was visiting my family friends in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you had, like, texted yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, McFly released a new music video. And this is the only music video that I remember, like, seeing it for the first time, right? Like, yes. I don't usually yeah. remember. But, like, and so I, like, snuck away from this, like, family friend, fam- like, house that we were visiting. And I was, like, snuck away to, like, watch it on their computer. And I just remember, like, freaking out about how good Tom looked. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. Like, you know, it is such a glow up. But we obviously wouldn't have called it back then in 2008. But we just, like, could not get over it, right? It's the hair. Mostly the, the hair. hair. But it's the also hair. all of it. But the literally, hair. Literally. I, I, I was, like, I wrote <gasps> this. Funny. I wrote... <laughs> The quality sucks, but I see the long straight hair that is Tom Fletcher. <laughs> I'm gonna legit, yes. legit read you my notes. Okay, I was literally having probably a panic attack. Right, I was, I was like, "As Tom Fletcher, Tom looks downright fine and has like eight eyes." And then it right. says, "And green is his t- color, no doubt." Yes. And if I were to swerve lanes this era, it would be to Tom. Full stop. I think he's yes. Tanner. Whatever water he has been drinking, please let me know. I'd like to order 300 gallons and just <laughs> bathe in it. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yes. <laughs> All of that, yes. And, like, it has been well documented. And it's getting, like, worse, right? Like, back then, I was way less likely to swerve lanes until this exact moment in 2008 with the hair and the green t-shirt. <laughs> but, like, 
Like, this is as good as Tom has looked since ever before, previously, 2008 to, or like 2004 to now. He's never looked better. And he has never looked better until I think now, right? Like, he looks really good now. But like, (laughs) something happened in 2008. I'm telling you. It was the beginning of like my my love affair for Tom, in which I first realized I was like, oh, maybe I should go over here. And then I was like, just kidding. I'm really loyal. And Danny's got a little plot on his curls, and we're going to get to that. But I still, sometimes to this day, actually more often than not these days, I'm like really swerving lanes. It's getting really risky, you guys. I'm a bad driver. (laughs) Someone should pull me over. (laughs) Um, But this video, I think, planted that seed that like, I just, I just want to. Listen, as you know, if you have been a long-term listener, you know I do not swerve lanes as easily as Sam does. I I am definitely, I swerved hard into Tom's lane this episode, and I parked there. And I parked there. Because and I took a bath. And I took a bath and whatever water he's drinking. Because like literally I tried to be a normal person writing notes. Because then after this big paragraph about Tom, it's like, oh, okay, so people are being shocked by the radio waves hitting their, you know, little ears. And I was like, we can hardly see the eyebrows. <laughs> That's my next note. I just you're just like, oh, I'm here for Tom and only Tom. Good morning to Tom and no one else. <laughs> like, I couldn't get over it. And, like, literally, like, a couple paragraphs down, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's other people in this band. And like, I literally just could not handle it. But He is gorgeous. He looks so good in this video. I swear to God. And, like, this is the time where we have lost all our male fans. Right. Um. I'm so sorry if you're a heterosexual man or if you are not interested in dating men in general or sexually attracted to men. Uh, apologies to all of the queer folks out there as well. Um, if you have no sexual desire for men, there's nothing for you this episode. It's okay to hang up now. <laughs> because Tom looks so good. Uh! <laughs> And like I wanna I wanna try I wanna track this like a scientist through the radioactive era because okay. he looks good the whole radioactive era, mm-hmm. but something in this video I do think it's different than like how he looks in lies or do ya or whatever. Like he still looks great, but like yeah. it's got it the Toronto really agreed with him. I think he should probably move there. <laughs> I think what I think okay, so if I'm gonna like this is a hypothesis. Okay, this is my hypothesis. I think like because lot not lies uh what is this song called i forget what are we doing what are we here we're doing one for the radio okay we're doing tom for the radio tom for the radio i will vote (laughs) for him actually tom for the tv because you know that face doesn't does not have a face for radio this is uh mcfly's first single uh tom for the tv okay i forgot what i was gonna say You were gonna, oh, you're going to give me a hypothesis. Here's my, I got here's my hypothesis. Sorry, I got distracted. This is the first time, I think, as a collective unit, as a fandom, I can say, I think I could say this, that we're all like Thomas, right? Like, I think this is the first time as a collective, like everybody right. in the fandom's like, oh. And I don't think, right. I don't think it's on purpose that he sung most of the song, by the way, but whatever. And like. Or you mean you don't think it's an accident? I don't think it's an accident. Yeah. Not at all. Because they're like, okay, Tom, you look good as hell. You're going to lead this song. Danny's only going to sing a couple lines, but you got it, Thomas. Right. Whoever made that marketing decision. <laughs> good on you. Great job, drummer from Sum 41. You know a good thing when you see it. <laughs> there you go, Steve. So I think this is because this is the first time we see Tom and as a collective. We're all like, oh, he's hot, right? Right. Not saying he wasn't hot before. You know what I mean? I'm just 
not going to backtrack. He's hot. Right. And then like lies. I don't think he looks that good in lies. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest right right now. I mean, when we do lies, people, I could be like, oh my God, Tom's so hot. But like, honestly, I think Dougie's really hot in that video. So probably going to go back to that lane. Right. You're like, this was just a little overnight trip. (laughs) (laughs) And then I can't remember what he looks like in do yet. But I think it's just because this video right now in Toronto, Canada is our first time as collective unit audibly gasping about how hot right. Tom is. I think that's absolutely true. And I think I think about this story a lot ever since Alice told it to us um, on this podcast in uh, Motion in the Ocean, the reveal of Danny's curls, yeah. right? He like jumps onto stage and nobody's ever seen them before. And they're like, who's that? And then they're like, oh my God, it's Danny. And then like the whole crowd just like loses their shit. I feel like this is that moment for Tom, right? Yeah. You know, like the song starts and you're like, who? is that right and then it's tom and you're like wow and you you know like i just like get goosebumps even sometimes thinking about him in this video i'm like getting real hot under my shirt i know i had to take my jacket off there's you know luckily no one knows this because it's a podcast but i'll just confess anyway and tell y'all right i had a jacket on because it was cold (laughs) in here and i just got so sweaty i had to take it off (laughs) Woo! Uh, uh. okay tom looks the best he looks the best. I am going to say that as he a huge Dougie stan. And like Sam's over here like, oh, but Danny and Tom, I can't choose. I'm always like, Dougie though. Okay. Dougie I do want to say I have chosen. I can choose and have chosen and it wasn't Tom. Okay. But you know well, what? I I have audio evidence. So I might have chosen, but I'm not blind. <laughs> I'm just window shopping. Window shop. My fault. He he has no right to look like that. He looks so good. Okay, so let me read my note about the eyebrows too, because like I'm just gonna skip over my note about the video because we can come back to that. But like we can hardly see the eyebrows just because his hair is so long and straight. But like he's still working them. Okay, Mm -hmm. still working them because they are like I said, they're still making waves because at 53 seconds he does the eyebrow lift. When he sings the line, go tell your lovers, your fathers, your brothers, your sisters. And then he lifts his eyebrows and mothers how lucky they are. And I was like, excuse me, sir. She is married, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> right. like don't talk about my sister when you're looking at me like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, to move past the first 12 seconds of Tom. This is literally, like, I wrote a page and a half about the first never, 10 seconds of this. I'll never move past it. I understand. I had the I had the music video paused. Like I said, I thought I was prepared for Tom, and I was not prepared for Tom. And I had to pause the music video for, like, five minutes while I, like, took note. So, I get it. Yeah. But I do want to say that they all look really good in this video. None of them look as good as Tom. Right. right? But, like, right. Uh, you know, like, Danny's here with his curls and his little plaid. Doug's got these, like, sweet-ass beach vibes, right? Like, he's got great hair. <laughs> Listen, I love how you're like, he looks great in his sweet-ass be- beach vibes. I'm here, like, his shorts are too big for him. Here we are again with our two right. big shorts. Look, I'm not Pretty talking boring. about the whole thing. Right, but I like the beach hair, right, because his hair's grown out, too, and he's let it gone wavy. It's, like, yeah. bright pre-bandana. So he's looking really cute with his little shell necklace. And then Harry, of course, is... Harry John. <laughs> so he's looking great. And so I just, like, 2008 was a good time for them. Yeah. yeah, you know they're look they're all looking really good yeah. in this music video. I just I want to let them know that because we're gonna talk about Tom some more, and <laughs> I just want to be like I do see you over there also growing out your hair, Dougie. <laughs> 
I did. I will say I said he's wearing those shorts too big for him again and his little shell necklace. And he and Harry are both wearing Hurley shirts. Yeah. I, I bought a Hurley shirt because of this in yeah. 2008. Yeah. I don't think you can buy Hurley stuff anymore. I don't think you can either. And I'm still really upset that um, my that Carly Blizzard stole mine. So Carly, if you're listening. <laughs> We were we were great friends in high school, uh, so I'm not. I actually know her cousin. Right. I just would like my Hurley sweatshirt back, please. <laughs> not that it would fit anymore. I'll say something to her cousin, but like, hey, Sarah. <laughs> hey, what are the chances that Carly Blizzard has this purple hoodie that she took off of her friend from high school like 12 years ago? <laughs> Sarah will be like, I see her twice a year. I don't know. <laughs> All right. She'll be like, oh, every time I see her, she wears that thing, <laughs> that purple Hurley hoodie. I'd be like, God damn it, Carly. So they're here, you know, they're living their lives. They, I think they understand this is Tom's moment. Okay? They do. I think they get it. They're like, okay, Tom, we've had the spotlight for a little bit. Here you go, bud. And that's, they're not like doing it as a favor. It's just because they know. They wouldn't win anyways. They wouldn't win anyway. So like, are they thirsty for Tom? Or am I just thirsty for time? Are we all just, just thirsty for time? <laughs> Even Steve from Sum 41 is thirsty for time. He's like, you're in the front, bro. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of things we need to come back to. But the moment at, towards the end of the video when Danny and Tom share a mic. Oh, right, I'm like, I knew you were going to mention it. I'm like, Danny knows. Danny knows. Also, Danny sharing a mic is literally one of the most like erotic things <laughs> that I can think of. Right. Like, I that you can think of. Really? No, not that I can think of, but that I have seen on video for McFly. (laughs) I'm glad how specific you got. (laughs) I've seen on video for McFly. (laughs) A McFly video. Um, But like, right, like I can barely handle it whenever Danny and Matt Willis share a microphone on the McBusted tour. (laughs) And like, that's what happened here, right? Like, I actually felt my heart stop for a second when Danny came over and I was like, you get it. It's so good. (laughs) Right? Like, even Danny's like, hey, Tom. (laughs) Right? And Tom's like, I can't even be bothered to look at you right now because this is my moment. (laughs) Right? But Danny's like all up in that mic and Tom's like, excuse me, I'm busy. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so should we talk about like the plot of this video? The plot is Tom is hot. That's it. That's the entire plot. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about the electrocuted people. Yeah. So my one note, I guess, of the plot. Just kidding. I have several. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I'm assuming they're being shocked by the radio waves, hearing the song, and becoming dance zombies. Right. They're being brainwashed. Yes brainwashed by mcfly i wonder if it's like and we're probably like it's probably not that deep sis but like i wonder if it's like an allusion to like people who listen to popular radio being brainwashed to what they what's quote-unquote popular and not actually liking what they should like well i get what you're saying except for my impression is that they're being brainwashed by mcfly so i think like yes i think both things are true I think it's a statement stating, like, just because it's on the radio doesn't mean it's good. And two, they're being brainwashed by McFly. But also, this one's on the radio and it is good. Are you just being facetious to, like, be devil's advocate? Or, like, are you not understanding what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not sure that I, I think I'm understanding, but, like, but it's just like a metaphor. 
I think it's right. a metaphor. It's not like, because it's like radio waves. I know this song is for the radio. Literally, it's called One for the Radio. And like what I'm trying to say, it's a metaphor for the things that are placed on the radio. Because like this song, they didn't know this when they were making the song. But like none of their songs were on the A-list on BBC One, which I I'm assu- I think from my many years of British culture is like the most popular radio station. Right. So I think they're making a statement that just because it's being played over and over on the radio doesn't mean that it's good. And just because everyone else says like we're embarrassing or whatever doesn't mean we're not good. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The, the moment that that interpretation sort of falls apart for me is that in this video, I think what's happening to these people is that they're being, like, overcome by McFly. And so, like, for you to be like, oh, it's a metaphor for, like, people listening to what's on the radio and getting, like, brainwashed, whether it's good or not good. But then in the video, if that's supposed to be McFly, that's making them do that. But, like, it falls apart when it's, like, about... I think you're being... I think you're thinking of it too literally. Maybe. Maybe. Because, like, I think it's, like, I think it's a metaphor for any song that's on the radio brainwashing them, not just McFly's. But, like, this one is about sort of being overcome by love of McFly. I can get that interpretation, too. Right. Yeah. Like, they just love McFly so much that they just have to start dancing. No matter where they are. No matter how weird people look at them. And then they die. You know, (laughs) do they die or do they just collapse? Because, listen, you know, like... Yeah, they all fall down at the end, but, like, I can relate to that. Like, sometimes my love of McFly also overwhelms me so much that, like, I have to sit down, right? Like, right, like I'm always, like, if I ever meet McFly, I'm going to pass out, right? So, like, I get it, right? Like, sometimes you're just overwhelmed by love. I don't know. Yeah, I read it as, like, you know, like electrocuted people were being, like, shocked by the brainwaves and, like, being brainwashed by McFly. And then my, my only real note, so you thought about this way harder than me, my only note was actually, like, this is definitely what my mom thinks happened to me, LOL. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, I was reading it more like when like something just like comes over you and you just like have to let it out no matter what, no matter where you are and no matter like what people, like what people are watching, right? Because like so many people like like McFly in secret, but in this video, they like literally can't help it, right? Like the first guy is like walking down the park and he's like, oh God, I just got to dance, right? And then like Judgy McJudgerson on the bench is like, mm, with her newspaper and then like Judgy McJudgerson at the water fountain is like, mm, but he's like, I don't care. And he's just like dancing. Yeah. And then one by one, right, the like water fountain guy and the, the woman on the bench are also like feeling it now. And they're like, you know, it's like, you can't stop the beat. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. they can't help themselves. Um, so that's sort of the, the impression I was getting, which I don't think is actually like contradictory to yours. It's just like slightly reframed. Yeah, I agree with that. There's not just the park people. There's also the people in the boardroom and then the police officer and the random skateboard dudes and then the dad on his front lawn and like the random passerbys as well. Uh, Tag yourself from your list. I'm the woman in the boardroom. No, I'm the woman in the boardroom. (laughs) (laughs) I got the hair for it. (laughs) Right. But, where she's yeah, literally like, pulling her hair out so you're in weed right <laughs> just like, like, like me every time my, like me every time McFly like comes up at work I'm like Aah! and my like everyone's like can we get back to business now like please and thank you <laughs> that's all that's all I gotta say about that so Tom though no I'm just kidding, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do wanna say uh, this is also not only the introduction of Tom's everything. This is the introduction of Greg the Grill Mike. Yeah. 
This is the first time that he has debuted, never knowing what he would go on to become. Part of people's bodies forever. Right. People's bodies. That's like the only, like, I'm going to be real with you right now. I think that's the only, like, claim to fame that I know of Greg. That, like, people have him tattooed all over their body. Well, he was their, like, uh, logo for a long time. I think he's a Super Records logo, to be quite. No, it's not. It's a, yeah. bis- it's a big S&R with a circle around yeah. it. This is, so, like, it, like, this, like, this maybe not, Mike, Greg the Grill Mike might not have even had his name yet at this point. But, like, you can see it. You can see that mic on the background yeah. of the video. And, yeah. like, it's also... It's on the cover of Radioactive, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So it was like the album cover, and it was part of their logo for this tour. But then, like, even for a long time, right? Like, they were still using Greg the Grill Mike right for the Lost Songs, right? Were they? Yeah, like in 2019, I'm pretty sure when they were like making their announcement about like coming back, right, and touring the O2, I'm pretty sure that that announcement was an image of Greg the Grill Mike over Static, being like tomorrow, and all the fans were like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> I'm remembering right but but so Greg, Greg became their logo which is why it ended up being tattooed onto people's bodies forever yeah I guess I never like I guess okay so let me let me backtrack a little bit I guess when I said like his claim to fame is tattoos is because I guess I didn't realize back then and until like we started this podcast to be quite honest that he was like such a big deal I didn't even know he had a name until last year right i mean maybe i did know he had a name at one point but it was like lost in time but yeah i was just like cool (laughs) i didn't like i yeah i was like okay great like you know whatever right but you would still have recognized that image like we'll never because we're the only two of five people in america that know about mcfly hi guys Like, if you saw someone wearing a Greg the Grill Mike shirt or, like, with a Greg the Grill Mike tattoo out in public, oh, you would yeah. know immediately that that was a McFly reference, right? Oh, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. It's definitely iconic that way. Like, it's very iconic. So, like, whether you know its name or not, right? Like, it's a recognizable McFly symbol. And, like, so just acknowledging that, like, knowing what it will go on to become, is, which is the symbol for McFly, this is the first time that we we're ever seeing it. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Right. Everyone's like, what's that in the background? Was like Greg the Grill Mike, I don't know for a fact. I think maybe someone told us the story before, but wasn't like Greg, like, wasn't that just like a name Danny gave his microphone? I don't remember. And then like the fandom was like, oh, Greg the Grill Mike, that's what the mic's called. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I was Googling Greg the Grill Mike to see if there was this, like a Wikipedia page, but I don't see one. Greg the Grill, Grill Mike does have a Twitter, uh, but it only has 31 followers. Um, Why does he have a Twitter, but not a Wiki page? This is blasphemy. It's not a real Twitter. It's a fan account. It doesn't matter. Wikipedia is fan-made, basically. That's true. <laughs> uh, so if you're listening, please make a Wikipedia for Greg the Girl Mike. Thanks. Uh, also, Greg the Girl Mike hasn't tweeted since 2013. So Okay, so if you yeah. know the story of how Greg the Girl Mike got his name, please tweet us. Let us know. Because we don't know. We want to know. We love learning. I love learning. I would love that. Also, I want to say, I know I should probably save this for the album episode, but I want to say that I didn't realize it was radio colon active until recently. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Radio colon active. 
<laughs> I was just like, yeah, radioactive, not radioactive. I understand. <laughs> now you know. We're all learning every every episode we learn a little the bit The radio more. is active is what it means, folks, in case right. you also didn't realize. <laughs> right. The radio That's is active. Yeah. I mean, he, even ra- he starts by turning on his amp, right? It's and true. It was so much symbolism. So much symbolism. He's activating the radio. Also, not symbolism, just true. This is going to sound, I think, a little bit disingenuous. Like, hi, honey. I know you just caught me staring at some other guy. You look good, too. But I mean it really genuinely, (laughs) right? Which is that I don't want to get too excited about Tom that I forget to give Danny at least a little bit of love here because he is perfect in this video, right? The only reason that I'm not screaming more about Danny is because he had the unfortunate day of standing next to Tom today, right? He's got the curls and he's in his plaid and like, This is the Danny of my heart, which is why it's actually really genuine, even though it sounds a little disingenuous. And I think I'll probably talk about this a lot in Radioactive. But like when I close my eyes, it's 2008 Danny that I see. Right. Like if I just was like if somebody's like, close your eyes. okay, Danny Jones. Right. Like I still even though it's been like over a decade like, it's still 2008 Danny that, like, lives behind my eyelids, right? Like, that I see. And so I just want to, like, acknowledge that I see him because I love him. 2008 Danny really has my heart. Like, I think more than any other year of Danny. Yeah, I um, don't feel the same way about Dougie. You're on the radar, but you're definitely off of it at the right. same time. Like, Tom is right. here. We're here. We're in the flame right. now, babe. Sorry about it. Right. I'll come back to you for lies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, like, I think that's fair because this entire time I've been like, Dougie's so cute, though. I cannot understand. Like, no. give. You guys needed some space. (laughs) Give me this moment because Tom Fletcher is so hot. Yeah. (laughs) You you guys needed some space. Tom deserves all the attention. And I'm not even, like, yeah, Danny just had the really bad luck of standing next to Tom on this particular video shoot. But, like, I feel this way about just, like, this whole era of Danny and um, yeah. I think for you you're like the Dougie of your heart has like yet to arrive on the scene yeah that's not for um, a couple more years right uh, 2008 Danny with his curls and his like dumb little plaid shirts <laughs> and his freckles right like that's who I see right like like that's who Danny is to me still even though he looks nothing like that now yeah I do have a note about Daniel my note is this YouTube picture is so grainy I can't tell if he's doing the British flip off at the end or if he's actually flipping the camera off like oh like two figures one. are one yeah i think it's one i, I had to watch it a couple times i ultimately landed i don't know on he's one. so pasty white i can't tell. you could have that other finger and it could just be erased in the sunlight yeah i think it's one i would go i would say it's two you think one's a little too risque i don't know like i don't know how the uk feels about one versus two like is two like kind of like something you would I don't think you would do that to your grand at all. But like, it's not just like something you do at family functions. And one is like the really like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Right. Or like, is it the other way? Because like, I'm on TikTok. Hello, I'm an old person on TikTok. Welcome. And I watched a video on TikTok where the Gen Zers, well, this one Gen Zer, I've never seen somebody else say this, but Maddie, their name is Maddie. And they're like, people give, zero f's about middle fingers now right they were like flip them off backwards and like they get they don't know what to do with themselves when you do that okay i'm like so is the two flip is the bird right like the british bird 
is that like the same as like a regular flip off for Gen Zers? And then like the regular flip off is just like the backwards. I don't know. I am. I am neither we, British nor Gen Z. I know I'm talking at you, but I'm not actually asking you. <laughs> I'm asking people who listen to this podcast. Please let me know. Does that makes me feel uncomfortable? I don't like it. I don't like it either. Yeah. I'm flipping Sam off backwards. It, by the way, yeah, you can't it's see. A weird, us. It's a weird way to rotate your wrist. Um. Yeah. So if you're British and or Gen Z and or just smarter than us. <laughs> Let us know. if it is it more offensive to do one finger or two fingers? I'm very interested. But do you have anything else to say about this video? Mostly all my notes were about Tom. Yeah, to mine too. I have one other thing to say. It's kind of sappy, but I'll say it anyways. I was watching this one and I watched it like four or five times in a row. And I was just like grinning so much that I like I wasn't even realized how big I was smiling until my cheeks started to hurt because I've been like watching this video for like 25 minutes <laughs> and I was like smiling the whole time. And I was like, damn, my cheeks hurt. And, um, and, like, it just, this one makes me really happy. Like, I mentioned earlier, right, that, like, this Danny is, like, the Danny of my heart. But, like, really, I think that this is the McFly of my heart, right? We have already gone extensively on the record about Tom. Like, Radioactive, <laughs> the album. So we'll talk about this more when we get there. But then also this single, the, it's the first time that I remember engaging with McFly in, like, quote, unquote, real time. Right. Like we've been we were fans of McFly before 2008, but like it seemed like pre radioactive era, we were always like watching old videos or like going through their backlog. McFly was always something that like had already happened that we were just sort of discovering. We were catching up. Right. We were always catching up. And so by 2008, we had caught up. And I do think and you could you could let me know if you feel differently. I also think that 2008 was probably the height of our McFly obsession. And I'm saying that even though we now have a podcast, but What's up, 2021? <laughs> right. So like, not that it was a big curve, like there wasn't a big drop off <laughs> or anything, but I think of 2008 was like the height of like our obsession. And like, we were 15 mm-hmm. and we were just totally in love with these boys. They were like, literally the only thing that they were our only hobby, right? Like it's all right. we did. 2008, mcfly but like also specifically one for the radio mcfly right because like they look they look i I barely remember the do you video i love the lies video but they like that's not what they look like when i like close my eyes right Right. or whatever you know so like (laughs) (laughs) so like specifically and that's why i'm bringing it up today and not saving it for the album right like specifically this video and like this song i think is like the mcfly of my life right like i have seen them through everything different eras different stages different looks different sounds but like this is my mcfly right like people who love doctor who talk about like my doctor your doctor whatever right yeah this is my mcfly right they just look so happy like they're having so much fun right they've got big smiles and like tom and dan are like playing the guitar in the air and like they're on their knees and and like my heart just like sings to watch them so it was very happy but 10 out of 10 loved it (laughs) I would agree with that because 15 was the year I got a McFly cake. Yeah. My aunt made. That was also the first year you came to my birthday. Just <laughs> was that a coincidence? <laughs> That's not true. You went to my 13th birthday. Right. Yeah. I think you went to my 13th birthday. I'm sure I did. Yeah. But like I joke because like 
you never really went to my birthdays beforehand. Not just because she didn't want to, folks, but like her family always went on vacation during my birthday. She's a July baby, so <laughs> I was always like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> so I think I would also agree that it was the height of our obsession. I remember getting this album and bringing it to school to show my best friend Ryan right. at school. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, McFly released this new CD. And because like also I have videos of me and Ryan in high school and Ryan like, talks about mcfly too and right. i'm like wow yeah I, I mean i think this is also true now especially since we started the podcast maybe before we started the podcast this wouldn't have been as true but like at 15 everyone i knew knew who mcfly was because of me right, right? and like yeah. even knew some of their songs and stuff and that's still kind of true now but yeah like i mean this was and we should save some of this talk about the album specifically for the album but like i think this right. was both of yours and mine i think it was the first time we ever owned a mcfly album that we didn't like download <laughs> From LimeWire. So, or like, later bought them. Right. Yeah. Like we eventually bought all their, <laughs> their backlogs. jobs. Yeah. But this was a, this was our first McFly CD that we truly, that we truly owned. Like proper, yeah. not, not like, not homemade burnt CD. Yeah. I'm really excited to have launched the Radioactive Era today and we are, we are going to have a great time. You act like we're about to say goodbye, but honey, we still got the Thirsty Award. Oh, I know. I was just <laughs> concluding the video conversation. I wasn't saying goodbye. So do you have any contenders for the Thirsty Awards? Look, the obvious one would be you and me because wow, what wow. did we just put these listeners through for an hour? Um, <laughs> but because by our own rules, the thirsty award cannot go to us right. being thirsty for right. McFly. So obviously, for me, the most clear no- nominee should be everyone in Toronto <laughs> for McFly. But <laughs> if I had to choose one of those people i would pick the woman who danced on the table and like shook her ass all over that guy next to her because like everybody here getting electrocuted is pretty thirsty for mcfly but i would say that you gotta be way thirstier to do that at a work board meeting than in a park you're saying that she's thirsty for mcfly i put her down and named her Brenda because I didn't. We didn't really get to talk about the rest, the rest of them. But I definitely wrote a note about her. I was like, if your coworker stands up in a meeting and then starts having like a seizure, because that's like what they look like they're doing is a seizure, right? And at first, dances yeah. on their coworker. Well, I would definitely ask Brenda if she was okay. Like, you good, girl? Like, you okay? Right. Why are you dancing on Greg like that? So I was saying Brenda was thirsty for a coworker because she's, like, definitely grinding her booty on his shoulder. And is that your only contender? Because I have a second one. It is my only contender. Okay. So I think by rules that one should win. But I also have a second one that I don't know if you would agree yes. with. Danny and his mic. Look. Because during the bridge, <laughs> let, let me, let me, let me speak. During the bridge, he gets real intimate with that mic. He's like, this one's for the rain. And he's like cradling it and like whispering into it. I'm like, ooh, Daniel, should we leave you alone? I I had a note about that. (laughs) And I decided, I was like, I'm not going to bring that up. Like, maybe that's too weird because I already had said the thing about like Danny sharing microphones as being kind of erotic. And I know that I have, in other episodes of our podcast, talked about, like, Danny, like, getting up under his mic in, like, a pseudo-sexual way. And I was like, I cannot say that because people are going to start thinking I have, like, a mic fetish. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you're right. He does do that. Yeah. Right? Like, it is very intimate. Mm-hmm. Even low-key sexual yeah. to, like, watch him sing, He's one for the <laughs> So I get it. <laughs> And I feel really validated and seen right now <laughs> that this you. came up and I, I didn't bring you. it up. I didn't do it, but it's still, it's real. Okay. It's real. It's not just me in my head. It's real. <laughs> so Brenda shaking her ass for McFly or Danny with his mic were my two. Okay. So we have different, like, I was like, Brenda shaking her ass for McFly or Brenda shaking her ass for Greg. The beauty of the Thirsty Award is that we don't actually, like, we're giving it to the person who is the most thirsty. It's true. So it really doesn't matter if we have different interpretations of who they're thirsty for That's because correct. we both agree that she's very thirsty. That's correct. So I think it's okay if we have different reasonings because we both agree she's thirsty. Mm-hmm. But I do, even though it was not one of my nominations, really feel... Like, there's really something going on between Danny and his mic. And I think that this is the culmination of a years-long courtship that I brought up as early as Five Colors. (laughs) 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 And so part of me really kind of wants that one to win because I have been saying it all along. (laughs) Should we flip for it? No. Do Do you have a preference? Like, if you were to cast a vote? If I were to cast a vote, I don't have a preference, which I think makes this a little harder. <laughs> right, which is like, you're, you should flip for it, right? Because like, I think I would vote for Danny, but okay. if you voted for Brenda, then we would probably need to flip. But if you voted for Danny, then Danny would win. Right. So I'm like neutral, but I also did bring up Danny, but you also brought up Brenda. Which is why we're I'm right. like kind of like should we just right. flip for it? I only nominated Brenda. That doesn't yeah, mean I have true. to vote for Brenda. That is very true. That's true. That's true. I think either one are good. I do too. But I think that Brenda. Okay, maybe this will help. Right? Okay. What is the difference between this. Brenda's thirstiness is like sort of lolly, right? Like she's just like right. Is like Yeah, she's a chia pet. That was the sound that I made as I like pretended to shake my ass in my chair. Sorry for those of you who don't have a visual for that audio. Thought we were getting sponsorship by chia pets. But her thirstiness feels sort of like an LOL thirstiness, which we have given to people in the past. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that Danny and a microphone is also LOL, except for it's not. Because it like that's really that feels really genuine. It doesn't matter if Brenda was held and not acting of her own free will. Ooh. Ooh. Right? She was under the influence of an electrocuting radio shock she was under the influence of electric shock so right Ooh, that does that does you know seal the deal for me because then i would vote for danny because i'm against people acting against their own will (laughs) right like like maybe brenda would have wanted that maybe brenda wouldn't have but can brenda even consent to being thirsty right now it's true therefore perhaps should we just find a darker meaning of this music video yikes whoops (laughs) (laughs) whoops my bad (laughs) okay yeah i know we're we're making those kind of like oh you can't help yourself like you're overcome by the music jokes and comparing it to right like more darker ways of being under the influence but to me just lighten up the mood a little bit 
truly to me what's happening in this uh this, this music video is more like like that hairspray song right you can't stop the motion in the ocean and the sun in the sky you can wonder if you want to but i never ask why. so it's more like that right like yeah things are happening outside of your control but it's not like dark and uh non-consensual it's just more like, it's like bigger than you it's bigger than you i would i would also say because she's shocked her inhibitions are lowered to like make herself not feel so shy about her right. thirstiness for mcfly we saved it but i also still think danny should win <laughs> yeah i'm gonna vote for daniel as well because him and his mic are otp <laughs> for real they have been they've been working this courtship for, for their minutes. couple name is manny so proud of them to <laughs> finally come out in 2008 <laughs> danny's like okay great well all eyes are on tom i can really tell you how i feel <laughs> congratulations danny for winning a thirsty Is this the first time that Danny has ever won a Thirsty Award on his own? I think the the only other time I can think of, he won as one half of Flones. Let me find out for you. No, because Danny won a Friday night for being thirsty for his money. That's right. So Danny loves money and microphones. Tell your friends. <laughs> I don't think you have a shot if his loves are inanimate objects. I'm sorry about it, Sam. I know. I'm going to work, work really hard on this. I also actually I'm extra glad that Danny won because we also talked earlier about Danny coming up to share the microphone with Tom and Tom just sort of hair flipping him away. Yeah. And so that implies that Danny, like all of us, are is very thirsty for Tom as well. And Tom has no thirst in this video. He only inspires thirst in this video. So he is beyond being thirsty himself. He's like, yeah, I am that tall glass of water. Drink it in. And so I also like the idea that we could interpret Danny as thirsty, both for his mic and also for Tom, because somebody needs to say it. Tom has been so thirsty. Poor baby. Yeah, he's won more Thirsty Awards than anyone. And now it's his turn to be like, look at me and feel parched, bitches. Bow, chicka, wow. Ugh, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> like always, if you agree, disagree, or just want to make two new friends, please follow and talk to us on our social medias at Podcast. If you want to follow us on our personal accounts, you can follow me on my Twitter at Steph to do that's stuff underscore t-o-d-l and you can find me on twitter at sam underscore edmonds 122 also don't forget to rate and comment our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming site it may not seem like a lot but it helps the podcast out so much and since you're there already give McHugh a follow so you don't miss out on any future episodes and see you next time with lies living in a Thanks fantasy for listening. <laughs> don't even know reality <laughs> When you stop talking, I stop walking. Lies, lies, lies. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.